Welcome to Movies or Life. I'm your host, Nathan Chandler. Grab your hair gel and grab your favorite Franks and Beans because we are discussing the gross-out comedy There's Something About Mary, which falls at number 28 on the 50 Best Rom-Coms list. I'm excited to welcome in my brother-in-law and private investigator for hire, Jeff Graham. How are you doing? Doing well, Nathan. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, uh, th- thanks for coming in uh, to talk about this movie because uh, even when I asked you, you texted me and not that we will go on like a profanity laced description and you know about the scenes about this movie but you're like um i don't know how we talk about this movie without like you know there's a lot of areas that are you know kind of a little sensitive and uh but so that's a fair warning i mean it's kind of if you're diving into a podcast about there's something about mary i I think at this point in life you kind of know what it's about so um anyway so we may be talking about some subject matters it's a little bit more mature than um your uh, your uh usual pg-13 type of romantic comedy <laughs> so anyway so but uh anyway in a weird way i'm like oh this is kind of a i mean at, at least I, I feel like i know you well enough that this maybe might be a little easier uh to talk to you about than maybe some other people have <laughs> brought in before <laughs> so definitely definitely def- definitely all right so uh yeah let's uh brush up on our zipper etiquette and dive into the world of ted mary and a whole lot of cringeworthy hilarity <laughs> it was definitely love of mary again I mean, crushes don't last for 13 years right he couldn't help it hi it's ted i haven't seen you since uh since senior prom <laughs> yeah. I, uh... how's everything oh that's fine And he couldn't explain it. You asked me to follow around your girl, and I did. And then the truth is, I I started to like her. Because there's something about Mary. There's Something About Mary is a 1998 American romantic comedy directed by the Fairley brothers, Peter and Bobby, who co-wrote it with Ed Dechter and John J. Strauss. The film features Cameron Diaz as the title character, while Ben Stiller, Matt Dillon, Lee Evans, and Chris Elliott all play men who are in love with Mary and vying for her affection. There's Something About Mary was released theatrically on July 15, 1998 by 20th Century Fox. It received generally positive reviews from critics who praised its humor and Diaz's performance. The film became a major box office success, grossing over $369 million worldwide against its $23 million budget becoming the fourth highest grossing film of the year. It is placed 27th in the AFI's 100 Years, 100 Laughs, America's Funniest Movies list. And in 2000, readers of Total Film Magazine voted There's Something About Mary, the fourth greatest comedy film of all time. There was other accolades. There's lots of movies, movie lists, as you can guess. And this movie always makes an appearance. I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. So um, so I was in the middle of the high, uh, middle of high school when this movie was released. Uh, it was 1998. So uh, sophomore, junior year, somewhere in there. Um, and I want to tell a funny story about the first time I saw it. But first, I, did you see this movie when it originally came out? I did. I remember seeing it in 98, but I don't remember the situation around it. But yeah, go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, no. Well, <laughs> oh, you want to hear mine? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. But you're a little bit older than me. So um, I, I've talked about it in the podcast before. I, uh, it's almost almost i would say a little strange i love movies so much because i just grew up in a household where i just didn't watch r-rated movies so um i didn't see this movie in the theater i would have jeff you know me i'm a rule follower (laughs) so (laughs) it it probably doesn't surprise you that i would 
uh, even though I was probably dying to see this movie, I was even terrified with the thought of maybe who would see me going into this movie theater. So <laughs> I know, I know we, uh, so me and some friends rented it and it was at one of my friend's house. And so uh, her family was gone. So we were watching this movie and of course I was enjoying it. thinking it was hilarious and all that kind of stuff. And then um, of course there's, I mean, there's a lot of memorable scenes in this movie, but <laughs> the infamous hair gel scene came on and I saw the lights of her parents' car pulling into the driveway. And I was just immediately just like turning red, like, Oh my gosh. Like, and I don't think there was even a discussion of like, you know, uh, like, yeah, let's what, you know, watch this movie before they get, get home or anything like that. But, you know, I just kind of, uh, assumed, Oh, great. And so <laughs> I won't call out who the parents are. I doubt they would ever listen to this but anyway. So I just remember that scene's going on and I'm like, Oh my gosh. And the mother walks in on my friend and she stops and she goes, Oh, this is my favorite part. <laughs> 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 so uh, the relief of me was like, Oh, okay. So anyway, <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, Whitney, my wife, your sister, she talks about how, uh, she saw this when it came out and probably, you know, watched it with your folks or you or something. I'm like, I, I can't, I can't even watch this movie with my parents now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I would prefer not to. Yeah. yeah. You kind of have to rank the top. I mean, I was thinking about this movie and thinking, I mean, first off, it's so smart. Um, but as you're going through it, you definitely have to rank like your top three grossest things. And for me, <laughs> it was Woogie's, blisters and his face his love blisters. Out, the hives <laughs> yes and the eye one it was just like that was the worst for me what were your top three? Oh, my top three uh, the, gross the, what's the moment? grossest to you yeah oh the grossest okay i wouldn't say this is the grossest when but when magda is uh just basically making out with uh her dog yes. <laughs> puffy. that um, was definitely in my top three <laughs> oh, oh, oh puffer i'm sorry i said puffy uh yeah uh th th that's definitely that's definitely a moment um I, I actually have a pretty dark sense of humor, so there's not too much that just absolutely grosses me out. Um, man, you put me on the spot. I wasn't expecting you uh, to ask me the questions. <laughs> um, oh, sorry, sir. I mean, uh, the hair gel scene was definitely like it's definitely shocking. I mean, there's always been gross out comedies even before this yeah. movie, but I mean, I, I I don't know enough movie history, nor would I make a list of where. <laughs> I didn't yeah. think that was, I mean, that's not the grossest, but the grossest was the Frankenbeans. I mean, definitely my oh, yes. third grossest uh, oh, thing was like yeah. just seeing the, the fact that they showed it. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And especially since even if you got a hint, if you hadn't seen this movie and you kind of heard of the scene. So like, I mean, I, I think probably at the time I even knew this scene was coming up, but like, I, I think the shock of when it does do that quick <laughs> quick cut to like you don't expect you know a lot of saturday night live right humor and i almost see that whole scene which sets up the whole movie really well but it almost feels like a saturday night live scene just it's it, it does feel very staged like it, it doesn't feel like you're in a real house you know it really does seem like a sketch you would you know uh head in and saturday night live would I think have similar like the sketches like this maybe, but you know, you would never like see that. And when it makes that jump cut, you're like, Oh, we're in a whole different film here. <laughs> so. I got it stuck. You got what stuck? It. Oh, it, um, um, uh, well, uh, listen, uh, it's not the end of the world. Uh, 
These kind of things happen. Uh, uh, let's have a look at it. Oh, God, I'm never safe. Oh, and you're probably you're probably thinking of the scene too, where um, Matt Dillon's character is uh, spying on Mary with the binoculars and uh, thinking he's going to get a little uh, peep show and get something different. <laughs> gets, gets Magda's three boom. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So has has this was this a movie? Have you seen it a a, a lot, or had it been a while since you've seen it? You know, the first time I watched it, I don't think I put together that Woogie was the high school friend. So re-watching it recently a couple of times. And um, yeah, definitely. It's so it's just so smart and layered how they all knew each other and how they were all chasing Mary around. It, it comes together so well at the end. So, yeah, I was gonna, I was going to ask you and I remember that actually being one of the things I remember for the movie is that it actually really plays out this kind of mystery. Um, I was going to ask you if you were kind of shocked by the, some of the reveals uh, of it. And um, I remember watching for the first time and it, it seems, even though it might, it's, it's, it might seem obvious now, um, you know, because of all the clues that's laid out, but it, it really does. Like you talked about, I think it does a brilliant job of not being so like in your in your face about it. it i think they do it really nice of his character and then i even like at the end where he's even like woogie woganeski kind of like come on ted Duh. <laughs> <laughs> i've been setting you up this whole time of course you need yeah, to find Mary. yeah 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 but uh yeah the fact that chris elliott's character you know is that woogie you know infamous woogie they always talk about i, I thought it was you know he's like you knew that we lived just a couple miles down the road from me i think that's really funny so uh so uh Cameron Diaz is married. A, a lot of the research I was reading about this, and at the time, uh, she got a lot of praise uh, for this role. Do you, do you like her in this movie? Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, I, she was great at the time. She was at the peak of her career, and she played it effortlessly. It seems like that's who she probably really was at that time. You know, the golfer, the surfer, mm -hmm. you know, the very energetic and very outgoing. Um, yeah, I liked her for the, for the role. My, who... My favorite stalker, though, was Tucker. <laughs> was he your favorite? <laughs> he was so good. I mean, he was the one that took me the longest to put together that he's Norm the pizza guy. I mean, it's just like his role when he bends down to get those keys is just so <laughs> pathetic. You know, and he's like, he's doing the front and back and the, the, the athletic humor there was great. Yeah, yeah. So Lee Evans, uh, he he's an actor, but also kind of a he a, a famous stand up comedian uh, from England. So he's actually British, but you know, for this movie, he really made his accent like over the top. So as to if you know, if you're someone from England, you're watching him going like, "This is horrific," but he did that on purpose, you know, for the character of Norm, who like Norm wouldn't know really the correct dialect to speak. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Did you like? Ben Stiller in this role as Ted? I mean, yeah, absolutely. I read about some of the other people that they were going to cast for it. And uh, yeah, I think he definitely ended up being the best one. I can't imagine Jon Stewart playing it. <laughs> right, right. I mean, <laughs> and he, he's played very similar roles like this where, you know, kind of basically the ultimate bad luck guy, you know, but he, he, he does play it perfectly of like, it just, you know, he's not completely dumb, but 
<laughs> he's kind of aloof, but also, you know, uh, you buy into him being like emotionally sensitive and really caring, you know, but also as we were just kind of talking about, like the fact that the woogie thing goes over his head, <laughs> it's kind of like, well, I see that about him, you know, but yeah, he just, uh, he just plays it so well. And I think also well enough of like, um, I think if you actually looked at Ben Stiller, probably as him as a person, he's a really handsome guy and, you know, but he can take this dip into just average Joe territory that, you know, especially playing off camera Diaz, I think is a good kind of juxtaposition between the two, if that makes sense. Yeah. And it, for him, it was kind of the same role he played in the long game poly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, you know, yeah, average Joe kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, and so, uh, I yeah, I like I like all this stumbling, and it, you know, I, I don't think he's necessarily known for his uh, physical humor, but uh, you know, he does <laughs> he does a lot of. I mean, I know there's probably a lot of stunt work in this stuff, but he 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 does the pratfalls and all the things really really well <laughs> in here. Yeah, he does. So. He does. Yeah. Even even with a, I, I made a note the beginning scene that we talked about like the zipper when he lets out that scream that yelp <laughs> it's it's just pitch perfect you know there's not many people that could do that so no yeah yeah that was, so, that was what a great scene yeah so the Fairley brothers I mean they definitely were having a moment in the nineties I mean this movie. It's so 90s in a lot of ways, it's, you know, pushing the envelope for sure. But uh, have you been a fan of theirs? Their other movies are Dumb and Dumber, Kingpin, Shallow Howl. Um, I, I don't know if you saw a lot of those during the time. <laughs> uh, I, I've seen most of them. Yeah, I, I am a fan of those without realizing they were all tied together. I didn't realize those were the same director. So that's I like Shallow Howl. That was, that was another good one. Yeah. Yeah, they they kind of made this niche for themselves of, you know, this kind of gross out humor. But um, I wouldn't say there, there's almost it might be too much giving them too much credit to say that they had some intellect <laughs> behind their stuff. The Dumb and Dumber. I mean, that's the I mean, <laughs> it, it's in the title, right, of uh, what, what to expect from that movie. But um, they started to become like especially with this movie, but shallow how they started kind of having like kind of almost like a little message in their movies. Uh, but some of their newer stuff I have, I haven't seen like the heartbreak kid, which stars Ben Stiller as well, or um, hall pass. And they did the remake of the three stooges, which was panned, but uh, Peter fairly, he, he uh, got a lot of attention because he was the director of the movie green book that won best picture that year. Did you ever see that movie? Uh, Green Book, yes, yes, that was, that was a real good one. I didn't yes. know that. Yeah, so I think they kind of started maybe do a little bit more uh, serious, <laughs> serious work and stuff. But uh, they kind of reading about them, and I kind of knew this about them, but they they've actually received uh, they've received awards for their work with uh, disabled communities and bringing light to that and giving. Uh, actors a chance. And so um, I I don't know if that makes makes it okay for some of the jokes that are in this now, movie. Warren, now, Warren, was he, he, that actor is not really. No, yeah, his name, the actor, no, his, the actor's name is W. Earl Brown, and uh, he, he played, uh, he probably has a recognizable face if you looked at other stuff, but he, he was in Deadwood uh, for, like, as a kind of a supporting character in that show, but he, he's been around for a long time, and so, um, 
I don't think this is a podcast to dissect really necessarily like how well he was to, you know, that played, uh, you know, someone with a disability or not. But I mean, if you weren't familiar with his work, I, I don't know if you would know better, but I, I don't. <laughs> I would say that his role really tied together the film because that was the theme that kind of moved all the way through it. Right. Um, you know, and and how the boyfriends related with him and so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah, because there's definitely that moment where um, you know Ted has brought in Brett Brett Favre, and he, he's brought him in when he leaves, and he you know he takes the headphones off of Warren's ear, you know, like that's definitely yeah. I you know it, especially with this movie, it kind of seems a little dumb, but that's a that's a well written moment. Like they've they, you know they have used that as literally a punchline <laughs> for mm -hmm. a lot of the scenes in the movie, but it's something that builds up to a moment that actually pays off that, you know, Warren, you know, is sees Ted as like someone who's worthy to be in their circle, so to speak. Now I have one, but is there anything that you don't get about the movie? Like you just don't understand. What do you mean by that? Well, mine is Woogie's wife. How is she so devoted to him? How does she treat him so well? How does she just wait on whatever he wants? How does that character command that kind of loyalty from their wife? I mean, I don't, I do not understand that part of the movie. Do you get it? Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. No, I see what you're saying. Yes, that for sure. And I, I will say, I mean, this is kind of like, is this a movie to really kind of nitpick really? But like, I just kept thinking, I was like, why, why does, why does Ted have all this time to do this? Like these are, these are all grown adults and every, you know, apparently time is no object of them, you know, and I know they talk about the hotel that he's staying in and stuff, but there's a, there's a lot of things because especially the montage where they're doing all these dates and stuff. And from the montage, I mean, I did take close notes, but you would assume several days or so, you know, and I was just like, what, you know, how is, how is this all happening? But, you know, but that's maybe that's they make, they make one reference to him working for a magazine company, like writing stupid stories for a magazine. And that's yeah. about the only thing they say about his job the whole time he's there. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, I, I do like, I know it's kind of funny, but I like how they kind of, Touch on, I mean, this movie almost doesn't hold up in a way now because, like, you could almost probably hunt down anybody you went to high school with now because of the internet and social media and all this. I, I don't know if you would have to go uh, hire a private investigator. Okay, when when is it, like, too much? <laughs> <laughs> when you get your teeth increased to the size that they look absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. That's too much. Yeah. Oh, it's fine. And uh, I... I what do you think about Matt Dillon and uh, Matt Dillon in this movie? Speaking of like at, at the time when he did this role, he wasn't known for comedies. And I think he does a great job of playing this uh, sleazeball here. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I thought he did a great job. Um, he was very funny in the way he adjusted those chompers and stuff. Um, <laughs> you know, being a golfer, I had to read up and they said that he was a terrible golfer on the show. So they, they, you know, his swing was pretty much real. And that Cameron Diaz was a better golf swinger than the one that they hired to be her stand-in so that's oh, why yeah. she's actually <laughs> in the swing uh yeah. when she's doing that yeah yeah uh i i didn't mean the gloss over cameron diaz uh earlier but yeah i went i've been harsh on her uh with certain movies we we covered the holiday and when she in she's in and i, I was kind of harsh on her performance but she really especially this time when this movie was made is the 
a perfect casting decision because she plays that uh, just the girl next door, but also gorgeous. But, you know, it just she she really was great in this role. And I, I think definitely one one of her better films, but uh, it definitely the girl that all the guys like would want to be with for sure you know like mm-hmm. uh she might have actually set up an expectation for this movie was so popular <laughs> she might have set up an expectation too much of like you know guys expecting you know a girl to have a favorite football team <laughs> that sort of thing but even though it had been a long time since i've seen these movies there were some quotes in here that i have said like for like all time since i've seen it <laughs> is, is there any that like stuck out to you Man, so you put me on the spot. Yes, there were several. Um, but yeah, what are some of your favorite? Read off a couple. A line I've always said, and I think it's one of the best edits in cinema history. And I know that might be a, a really big statement, but uh, I, I'm an editor. I've edited a long time. But the scene we talked about at the beginning with the zipper and everything, and the way they ca- do the countdown, that they're about to you know, pull the zipper down. <laughs> it's just like pulling off a band-aid. A one and a two and uh we got a bleeder. We've got a bleeder. We got a bleeder. Yeah. <laughs> so that line we I, we have used all the time. Anytime you know we were playing sports or intramurals, somebody yeah. got hurt or something. We you know that was the line we always said is we've got a bleeder. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's a great one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, ha- have you seen my baseball? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's been used so many times. Uh, and then I, I mentioned it early, but I wondered if that time, well, I, I thought it was the payoff of Brett Favre's appearance in this movie is amazing. It's, it's, it has to be one of the most memorable cameos, mm-hmm. you know, in mm-hmm. film history. But Definitely. I wonder, if, I wonder if he read the script uh, beforehand and knew that how many times do you think he was called Favre after this movie? <laughs> I think often. I mean, I think people pronounce that often just to make fun of it. But uh, yeah, that yeah. was definitely classic the way they left that in there. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Chris Elliott. I always liked the line. Have you ever had a white head on your eyeball? <laughs> uh, um, and the scenes with the two I mean, they're separate scenes, but with Puffer, one where, you know, the Matt Dillon character is trying to revive him. <laughs> and then and then when the scene where Puffer is, you know, on speed, basically getting into the fight. I mean, I'm sure animal rights activists went crazy uh, when they saw this movie. <laughs> they said they went through like six different Puffer dolls when they were filming it. <laughs> they destroyed six of them. Yeah. yeah. Well, they did the smart thing of like it. The, you know, Puffer at some point looks so fake, you know, that mm-hmm. you can kind of lean into the humor of it all, you know? And so I, th- I think that's kind of what makes this movie work is that, you know, they're, um, I mean, they're definitely going for moments, but it's so over the top that, you know, you can't, it, if you, it's almost like if you get you too can't offended, take it too seriously. Yeah. yeah if you yeah. get too offended, it's kind of like, okay, dude, look, that, that, that is clearly uh, like a mannequin dog on his lap you know what right, i mean but so. the editing was really good you it was good it was really good when he came back to life at that last scene um he just seamlessly starts moving it's like wow that that just happened movie musings 
at least from what Whitney's told me, you you were a pretty uh pretty cool guy in ha in high school. So, but surely there was something embarrassing that happened to you in high school. I, I was wondering if uh, any kind of moments come to mind. Well, I was in the show choir, Nathan, so I was frequently embarrassing myself in a cummerbund and a bow tie, <laughs> and uh, and I look back on that fondly. Uh, but if I, you know, those were all pretty embarrassing moments, but they were fun. <laughs> well um i don't know if i should uh share with you uh, mine but it kind of ties uh into this movie a little bit <laughs> also because um there was this girl uh in high school who was part of our youth group and uh i won't mention her by name because she's actually not not she's not famous now but she has a recogni recognizable name but she was a girl that like not just me but you know all the guys had a crush on but never like a legitimate like she was older, like nobody ever knew that would actually happen, but it was always like, Oh, Hey, this person's in the room. Do you know what I'm kind of talking about yeah, that vibe yeah. or whatever? And so I remember, uh, in high school, we were at our youth minister's house, like a whole group. It was like a leadership group of some sort or whatever like that. And I don't know if it was like something we ate. I mean, usually those things, but you have pizza and all the, you know, healthy, you know, items at these type of things. But I remember we were all sitting just talking and, I don't, I don't know why, I don't why, why I couldn't control it, but I just let out the biggest fart in the room. <laughs> and I mean, it was embarrassing, like just as a whole with everybody in there, but she was in that room also, you know, and it was one that was like almost like centered on her reaction more than anything. But anyway, that was like one of the most like embarrassing things in high school, but it made me think of this movie. Cause you know, she would be like a Mary type of, of person that just all the, all, all the guys, especially the, you know, the youth kids they were infatuated with because she was like could could do no wrong she was the she was the mary that was hanging out with the old people and also was beautiful and could sing and all these things you know so yeah <laughs> but, um well I, I was wondering you, you know you're someone who travels a lot you, you've been to a lot of places and i personally have never spent time in miami I, have you ever been in miami before yeah, for the uh, 2000 National Championship game, OU oh. versus Florida State. You were at that game? Yeah, I was at that game. I had no was, idea. <laughs> that, yeah. Well, I'm sure that was a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was a real fun time. So I I'm was, sure you, you don't have too many bad things to say about Miami then. <laughs> no, I liked Miami. Yeah, it had a chill vibe that weekend for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I mean like many people i've been in florida a lot in different you know i've been in tampa bay i've been in all big cities i've never been in miami I, i've like connected through the airport one time but i don't think that really counts okay i'm sending you up a little bit with this question but uh are you a green bay packers fan oh no i'm a dallas cowboys fan. Yeah. <laughs> despite going to a packers game and <laughs> wearing packers gear <laughs> hey, you know, it was cold and uh, they kind of dared me to wear them. So I, I said, hey, when in Rome, uh, let's go. Let's go be a Packers fan for a day. It was fun. Uh, I, I'll still never forgive you for that. So I just, I, <laughs> well, you know, a lot of Cowboy fans have said that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I hurt some feelings that day. But, yeah, you know, yeah. it was nothing personal. It's just yeah. being a part of the day. Were, were they, did they play Dallas during that game or yeah. was it somebody else? No, that was Dallas. They were oh. playing Dallas. See, this yeah. is this makes it worse. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could I could almost 
almost forgive you if it was a different team, but I just, because when you told me, I was like, oh man, that's, I mean, I, as a sports fan, as much as I despise Green Bay, I think it would be an amazing experience to see a game there. And so you told me you were going to that game to see Dallas. And then when you sent me a picture of yourself and all that Green Bay gear, it just it still makes me a little sick to my stomach, but that's okay. <laughs> well, me too, uh, me too. Before we jump into this, I will say, in a way, it almost been so long since I've seen this movie that I actually couldn't quite remember the ending. I knew Ted brought in Brett Favre, and honestly, I thought that's kind of how that ended with Mary <laughs> with Brett Favre, because it's almost kind of like I, I always thought, like, why, why would she be? With how Ted? could she go? How <laughs> could she go, Ted, over Brett Favre? Yeah, yeah. So, no oh, way. and before I, I get your ranking, uh, something I did want to touch on. This is also a movie I would probably never would consider as a romantic comedy. Like somebody tells me there's something about Mary, you know, you probably think of the scenes that we have talked about, but really watching this movie, I do think it's a romantic comedy, <laughs> but Definitely. I don't know. I mean, the I, good guy yeah. wins at the end. Yeah, he I does. Mean, so, yeah. So with all that said, what, what would you rank one being lowest five being the highest of uh, the, the chemistry between uh, Ted and Mary here? I mean, I'd say it's pretty high, four, four and a half. I mean, oh. they're towards a five. I, I mean, I think it's pretty real. Um, it yes. wasn't overdone to me by Ted, especially. Yeah. I, I think Mary had to carry him a little bit. Cameron Diaz. <laughs> well, I, maybe it's because I've seen all these other movies, but uh, I, I, I gave their uh, chemistry two hearts. I mean, I think... <laughs> I mean, I think as the actors, it's, I mean, cast brilliantly, uh, you know, but I, I just, I still don't really see Ted and Mary uh, together really no, <laughs> years yeah, after yeah. this. I mean, I know he's got, he, he, you know, he's in with Warren and everything like that, but um, I, I, I don't know. There's just, even when, you know, I mean, they have the grand big kiss at the end and it just, just doesn't, it just doesn't look right. <laughs> so <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, but I I do appreciate that. You know, she, uh, you know, as amazing as she is, that she he, he she, couldn't he couldn't be Brett Favre. He couldn't be that lovable. He had yeah. to be somewhat unlovable. But she was going to find the true value in him. Yeah, because yeah. that was what was about Mary. I mean, that was what was about her. Yeah. Well, this, uh, this actually is making me seem really cynical. Cause it's just like, <laughs> because how, how I feel in life, like, you know, the true person is like, what's in you, you know, like inner beauty, not outer beauty. And here I am going, you know, two hearts between these two, but uh, <laughs> you know, what, whatever. So yeah, you just, you just, you just come in and, you know, give them a bit, you know, big four, four, four and a half hearts, you know, but that's fine. So, um, so uh, with this movie, of course, uh, kind of a lot of these movies have been kind of weird with some of these categories. But the second category I have is the best friend aspect. So there's usually like a best friend component. Um, and there's definitely best friends in this. I would say best friends with quotes uh, <laughs> because um, we've talked a lot about Woogie and Chris Elliott's character. So I think you could consider him the best friend, but you could also uh, consider Magda, you know, I think Mary's friend. So uh, this is kind of a little one, a little hard one to gauge, uh, but I'm interested to how, how you would rank this category. The best friend category overall. I mean, Ted didn't really have any friends. No. He thought, he thought Woogie was his friend, but Woogie was kind of setting him up. 
Woogie did give him pretty good advice. I thought Magda gave uh, Mary pretty good advice. Um, but, you know, not the best friend type that you want to see more of. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she was kind of a, a really interesting character. So I, I'd say the best friend category, I'd give him about a two and a half, three, about a three. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm kind of with you. Like, the, b two very, very memorable characters. <laughs> but the, the fact that Woogie is basically trying to undermine Ted, you know, this th through the whole film, I mean, it's just... Uh, I mean, you have to take off some hearts just because of that, you know? So, um, well, you probably didn't dive into the third category really, uh, but the soundtrack of this movie. So a lot of romantic comedies have very memorable soundtracks, but uh, I, I don't know if you can give a fair rating for this category or not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the music transitions in the singer unique to say the least. And it's definitely not a genre that I'm going to pull up and listen to on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I mean, actually, I'd I, have to go, I'd have to go for uniqueness of four and a half, but for, <laughs> but for how much I liked it, two, two and a half. Okay. Know? Okay. Good. Okay. Good. I was like, <laughs> what for that? So um, for uniqueness, I mean, for those transitions, yes. I mean, they had the artist up there. They were always posed interesting. I mean, there's always yeah. something about them, you know? Yeah. D Honestly, another thing I completely forgotten about this movie was uh, uh, Jonathan Richmond's the guy who's on guitar, who plays the opening song and weaves in. I was shocked the fact like we started the movie when he was kind of in and out of sleep during this movie or whatever. But uh, she was singing along to this opening of the song. And I was I had completely forgotten that this was a thing in this movie at all. But, um, you know, Jonathan Richmond, I, you know, I think he was the actor also. I, I would say stick to acting, but that's <laughs> me personally. But um, yeah, the sound, I, I listened to the soundtrack, um, you know, I, as I mentioned before, I'm a huge fan of Dumb and Dumber uh, and Kingpin. I, I liked a lot of these uh, movies and grew up with them. And these soundtracks, they always had like, I mean, one, they're like so 90s, but they were always, I feel like all the, their movies had these like quirky songs. And it's like, they remind me of the movie, but they were not something I would ever listen to in my free time at all. Mm. <laughs> but um, but on the soundtrack, there's there's a uh, the Lemonheads. There's a good song on there, but I listen to the rest of them, and they're pretty uh, they're pretty forgettable. Except the ending song, "Build Me Up Buttercup," which by the Foundations, which everybody just knows if you've been to a wedding, almost you know. But and that's a fun that's a fun you know, in credit scene, you know, with them singing along to the song and everything like that. But uh, like you, I, I ended up giving two and a half. It's, it's not horrible, but it's definitely, if you played it, people would be like, what, this is the, the weirdest soundtrack I've, I've ever listened to. <laughs> so um, the fourth category I have is the chase scene or declaration of love. So, um, you know, some, some of these movies have, you know, somebody running on foot or, you know, or there's a grand, grand gesture. So, um, I, I'm going to go out while you're thinking about that. I gave it five hearts. I, I think, I think the ending is just super memorable. And the fact that Ted, I mean, puts Mary above himself and brings <laughs> Brett Favre back into the picture. Uh, you know, and I was talking earlier about this whole like stalker mentality. I mean, that kind of made him like, Hey, here's these guys over here. Here's me. And then, you know, he leaves it up to Mary to decide. And then she comes out and, 
you know, chooses him. I mean, I thought it was an amazing scene. Uh, doesn't, scene he, doesn't he even take himself out of the running? He says, oh, yeah. I'm not interested. I'm out. Yeah, 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 and I love, yeah. I, and I do love the cat. As soon as he goes outside, he's just bawling, just blubbering <laughs> like an idiot. <laughs> Got to be willing to walk away. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I gave it five hearts. I don't know what you would give it. Oh yeah, definitely five hearts uh, for that scene. I, I liked that one. Um, yep, clean the pipes. Did you, <laughs> did you talk about that? <laughs> we we can't. Was that, was that ever a practice for you? I mean, is that something that you believed in? You couldn't go out with a load again. I mean, because well, that's a saying that yes. I've used quite a bit. Yeah. Well, I do think Woogie has a very solid argument. I will say that. <laughs> <laughs> See, he got some good advice from Woogie, even though Woogie yeah. was setting him up trying yeah. to get Mary back. Yeah. yeah. You like what I did there? Solid argument. You know. Yeah. So. Solid argument. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I you know I I really don't think uh, uh, not just in dating I I think maybe in lots of things in life uh, you know it's I think it's very sound advice. <laughs> Is that air gel? I, I don't know this for sure, but I'm sure like the Academy Awards that year, I'm sure they had a joke uh, use you know referencing this movie like they had to. I mean it was just like a joke you saw everywhere, like you know it's just so great. I mean, it was yeah. just the peacock hair just sticking straight up. This one, I, I, I don't, I, I could probably guess what you'd give it, especially like as I gave you this list of movies, and <laughs> I'm guessing you hadn't seen a lot of them. But um, uh, the rewatchability—that's uh, the the last category in this. Uh, what would you give it? I noticed something new in it every time I've seen it. And I've probably seen it 20 times. So um, I'd say definitely you can rewatch that movie and have a great time with it. Yeah, yeah. I, I gave it uh, five hearts. I mean, I so many things I remember. Like I said, it, you know, the, the lines uh, are so memorable and you probably end up saying, and oh, I, I will say, I, Whitney would be mad at me if I didn't say this, but her favorite line, and it was something I didn't really remember much about the movie, but when he picks up, uh, picks up the hitchhiker, she loves the whole bit about the uh, seven-minute abs. <laughs> <laughs> what about six minute abs? No! No, no, not six! I said seven! Nobody's coming up with six! Who works out in six minutes? You won't even get your heart going, not even a mouse right. on a wheel! Good point. Seven's yeah. the key number here, think about it! Right. Seven, seven elevens? Yeah. Seven dwarfs? Seven, man, that's the number! And you just see the guy's face contort. Like it's just, it's just broken programming. <laughs> what? <laughs> that was greatness. Uh, well, I you know I'm in the creative field, and I, I know you've done uh, lots of lots of pitches. You, you know you have lots of meetings and stuff. So I you can almost kind of like I, I'm just saying I can connect to the like great idea that you've had and you've thought about all the time, and you pitch it out to someone, and then someone just breaks it down immediately. <laughs> 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 what if somebody does the six minute abs? Yeah. And he just contorts. His face just, yeah. I, I backed that up to watch it again because it was such a good moment. Of, uh, he was great in the film. Yeah. Yeah. The Hitchhiker. And I, yeah. And I read he's a, oh, 
uh, his name's I, I recognized him before, but uh, he, he's a good friend of the Fairly Brothers. And they said even though that they had like a script for all his lines, he just like totally went off and did his own thing. So I think a lot of that uh, ad lib, he just kind of did his own thing there. So you might recognize it. he's also he's the cop in Dumb and Dumber that pulls him over. Uh, for drinking and takes the drink out of their beer bottles and it's uh it's the piss in the bottles. So <laughs> he's got the, he's got the face, like he's got the face twitch thing down, you know? <laughs> so, um, yep. so is it a movie that holds up to you? Yeah, definitely. Uh, unrequited love. I mean, you can all connect with that right off the bat. So you're on the mission with this guy, but I, I mean, I did think, have the thought exactly like you said, what does he do for like, How is he just following her around? You know, like he's just down in Miami for as long as it takes, you know? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it holds up. I think the message holds up and it's funny as all get out in certain spots. I mean, laugh till you cry in a couple of spots. Yeah. Uh, do you think this is a movie that would even be attempted to be made today? <laughs> It'd be hard to be politically correct enough to have that movie today. <laughs> yeah, that it would be tough. It'd be really tough. I'd be interested to know if like a younger generation now, like, is this so- is this something like you think Tommy's seen before or Maddie <laughs> or oh, like def- definitely? Yeah. They've definitely seen it. Cause I, yeah. I, yeah, I know I watched it with Tommy when he got of age. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I wonder, I just kind of wonder if this, you know, like uh, college students now or, you know, if this is even a movie that's on their radar. But I kind of think it is. I, like, the whole hair gel scene, that whole thing, like, I mean, that's just something, you know, that's, I think, always going to be around. And if there's, you know, if there's an Academy Awards and they do a montage of, you know, comedies or anything like that, I think you're going to see this movie represented uh, somehow. Well, is there uh, anything that you are watching or listening to uh, that you've been recommending to people? Mm, I kind of like to upload on Amazon Prime. Yeah, that's a good, had that's a a good of, show. It had a lot of smart ideas and pretty funny characters and, um pretty relatable to and terrifying all at once uh to think that you could still have to pay for stuff after being dead you know like an, a relative could be costing you that much from beyond the you know, the uploaded environment yeah. um so that's that's one thing how about you yeah um uh, before i tell you mine uh the hit on that show yes i really we really liked that show a lot and even though the first season it came out a couple of years ago and uh i mean it's still a very new show, but I would say the things that it's already kind of predicted. I mean, virtual reality was certainly a thing when this movie, I mean, this TV show came out, but I think especially with the AI stuff now and all that, like chatter and yes, stuff like yes. this, this show was like really kind of already talking about. <laughs> oh, that's AI. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's AI. Yeah. Yeah. That's so it's. Show. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah, it's frightening, but yeah, people should check that out. Greg Daniels is the creator of that. He was one of the creators of the American version of The Office, so it's not two different things, but uh, it's a little bit more serious. But it has some very funny moment, uh, very funny moments in it. Uh, my my recommendation. I don't know if this is uh, a thing for you, Jeff, or not. That you were into this band, but I watched the documentary Wham on Netflix uh, about the <laughs> band Wham. Yeah. Uh, so was that a was that something that you listened to when you were, you were younger? Loved it, absolutely loved it. Yeah, yeah. It was I, great. 
I think even if you weren't a fan of them, I think you, uh, especially if you love music, I think this was an amazing documentary because the way they, it's their story, but the way they uh, edit it, it's just from interviews from uh, George Michael and see, I'm already being bad about um, the whole purpose of this. Uh, the other guy, <laughs> poor guy, Andrew, <laughs> feel, feel bad for that guy, but uh, it's, you know, it's their story, but the whole, the whole movie is just, uh, audio interviews from them so it's literally them telling you their story so you, there's no other like really talking voices in there and it goes from uh, start to finish it's a really tight movie it's only 90 minutes and um it, it's just i mean one I, I think a lot of their songs are like oh yeah i know that song oh yeah i know that song so one like seeing what their influence was but also it's a real interesting uh doc because they did break up but like it was mutual it was like it's just a neat story about music that doesn't have this like plane crash or drug overdose. Yeah. yeah i mean it's really like these two like super talented guys you know get together and they had these like dreams and these goals and they worked together to achieve them and when they got there they were like that was a lot of fun. We're going to go our separate ways and they still supported each other. It's just a really, really neat story. And I think, uh, really shows, um, really like how much of a talent George Michael was and mm -hmm. actually more so how Andrew knew that as well. And was just totally content to be like, yep, you, <laughs> you, you run with it basically, you know? So it's yeah. a really neat story. And like I said, 90 minutes. So it's really quick. And I, I really, as an editor, I really liked how they told the story. So I think you'd like it. I think you should check it out. So I will. I will. Yeah. Okay. So, well, next week, we're going to talk about number 46 on the list, which is actually, I, I promise I did not plan this. I had, uh, our friend had signed up for this movie and I just calendar wise, she was going to do recorded after this conversation, but, uh, we're going to do Harold and Maude, which this movie actually references many times. In it. <laughs> and so, um, have you ever seen Harold and Maude? <laughs> I have not. Do I need to? Well, I I've seen it once a long time ago and it is like <laughs> basically a romantic story between like a young man and a much older lady. And so that's its whole concept. Uh, so I remember watching it and liking it. And also it reminded me a lot of like Wes Anderson films now today. So uh, it's been some time since I've seen it. So I'd like to revisit it, but I just thought it was funny in this uh, in something about Mary. They both talk about, they connect uh, over Harold Mary and Maude. Maude. Yeah. 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 So anyway, that'll be fun to discuss that movie. Uh, as always, check out moviesarelife.com for episode reviews and more. Uh, if you love this podcast, please take a moment to rate and review it. Uh, this really helps us with finding new listeners. Um, thanks again jeff for doing this and I, I know we don't really talk movies a lot i i didn't think this would be the movie that we would spend almost an hour talking about but you know there you go <laughs> so there you go. um i i i don't know if we'll you know break this out of the next thanksgiving or christmas for everybody but you know <laughs> at least i know you know that we both really think this movie's funny <laughs> so, <laughs> there you go there you go yeah well thanks for doing this man Absolutely. Thanks for having me on.